And now, welcome to the platform. Pastor Kelly, Pastor Dan and Kelly are the directors of our youth ministries. And Pastor Kelly is an anointed, dynamic speaker. So give her a hand, please. Awesome. Thank you. Well, oh, yep, sorry. Well, it's good to be here tonight, but I, I'll just be honest with you. I'm a little bit like, oh, and Mark, if we can go ahead and bring that stuff out too, sorry. I think I'm a little bit like Moses because I'm like, oh, Lord, somebody else tonight, please. Let Dan do it. Let Pastor Ramsey or let her do it. Just let somebody else have a word tonight. But, you know, I do love the Lord and I am excited to be able to share because um, I'm really excited because as Pastor Pam was up here, then she like gave my scriptures, you know, and so I'm like, thank you, Lord. I think I heard from you. So this confirms it. But um, one thing I love about Christmas would be like cookie baking and Dan's mom she is literally the best cookie baker ever so for like the last 20 years she that I've known I've only known her you know since I've been married but she bakes these cookies and not only do they taste like super good but they look really good and so she has like probably 20 different types of cookies and every year like she gives those as a gift like each family gets them and then to her like you know, her friends and people she knows. And every year, like, you know, they're good cookies because the grandkids would be like, just give us the cookies as a present. You know, we'll take the gingerbread men. You know, they're really good. And so I'm going to put on my apron because you guys didn't know that tonight was going to be a little bit of um, HGTV here. Okay. <laughs> I watch it a lot because I definitely need it. It has not seemed to help me yet, but I still keep watching it. I just burnt two batches of cookies in here and then... <laughs> Uh, somebody else took over the cookie baking. They're out. If anybody wants burnt cookies, they're out in the parking lot on the pan. So real quick, I'm going to put this on. There we go. Just call me Martha tonight. Or actually, I want to be Emerald because I want to go bam. So whoops. All right. Well, anyway, so Dan's mom, she knows that I'm not the best cook. I'm not the best baker. Um, And she knows this because, like, every year for the last 20 years that we've been married, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we get together. And every the whole family, oh, they're bringing their homemade pie and their homemade whatever food, you know. And then they're like, oh, you can bring pickles and olives. So... (laughs) Now, a couple of years I've been upgraded to, I have brought the rolls, okay? So, so it's just, I guess it's just a given that maybe I'm not the best. But anyways, she knows I love. No, really, they say bring whatever you want. Oh, Rachel Ray, we like her too. Giada, we got it all. I know all their names, just can't. But I try. Sometimes we... Just fake it, like. Sorry, I have all this stuff. I really, it really is HGTV tonight. Goodness, actually, Cooking Channel, Cooking Network. There we go. Got it all. So, anyways, Dan's mom, she sent me this paper, and it's called a recipe. And she said, 
Okay, I am sending you this recipe, and it is the recipe for the best chocolate chip cookie ever. Okay, it's right here on this list. She said, if you'll follow this list, okay, don't add to it, don't take away from it, don't change it, just follow this list. She goes, I guarantee this is the best cookie ever. You're going to like it, and not only are you going to like it, but people around you are going to want this cookie. They're going to be like, I got to have that recipe. Okay, so so here we go. We're going to go a half a cup of butter. And obviously, because a half a cup is hard to measure, they wrote on here one stick, okay? So just in case you didn't know tonight, now you know. If I can get it. A stick of butter is a half a cup. Probably should have opened this butter. Actually, my mixing bowl's gone. It's on the table in there. So if somebody wants to get that glass bowl that's on the table, that would be great. Now, this says softened butter, but I really don't have time to wait for a softened butter, so... I could probably teach Emeril a few things, right? So ugh. so here's my softened butter for tonight because I do not have time to wait for butter to be soft. Okay, so that was the first thing. One stick of butter. Bam, it's in there. Okay, we got it. Oh, that's right. I got my apron. Good thing. That's what this is for. Yay. Okay. Now we got the sugar. Let's see. Oh, and this says prep time 10 minutes, cook time 12 minutes. It's going to make 24 delicious, best ever chocolate chip cookies ever. Okay, so now this says a quarter cup of sugar. So let's see. That looks like a quarter cup. So we're going to take a quarter cup of sugar. I know sometimes you people like take a knife and smooth it off and everything like that, but I'm just going with the quarter cup. It says a quarter cup, put a quarter cup of sugar. Now it says three-fourth, yeah, bam, three-fourths cup packed brown sugar. Yeah, I got the brown sugar, but really that seems like a lot of sugar. Don't you think? A lot of sugar? I'm not going to put that sugar in there because that's too much sugar. I don't want anybody, I don't want to have a sugar rush tonight, so we're just going to go, we're leaving that brown sugar out. Too much, okay? Okay, so here we go. We got one egg. Now here's the bad thing, okay? I found some eggs, okay? The only bad thing is they're at the back of the refrigerator, and so they expired in 2013. So I'm hoping that they're going to be okay, but, but we only need one egg, okay? So it did expire a couple years ago, but surely one egg's not going to kill us, right? We hope. There we go. I don't have that one egg. Oh, I just did it. One hand cracked an egg. Okay, we'll put that on there. All right, bam. You guys got it now. Okay, so we got the egg in there, the expired egg. That's all right. Vanilla. Now, I do know I like vanilla, and I don't usually measure these because a teaspoon is you just drop it in. Bam. Got it. You don't have to measure everything. That I got. Okay. Now, this is the recipe for the best chocolate chip cookie ever. Just minus all that sugar. I'm going to make it healthy and less fat. So, okay. Flour, one cup of all-purpose flour, if at all possible, weigh the flour. I don't have a weight, so I can't weigh the flour. I don't even know, I've never even heard of weighing flour before. <laughs> really, you weigh flour? Okay, so we'll just, well, 
Yep, feels like one <laughs> cup of sugar. <laughs> Wait and done. Got the. There we go. One cup of flour. That was all-purpose flour, just in case you were wondering. I don't know what brand it is because it's in there. But okay, sea salt. Oh my goodness, I, I'm a sea salt fan. Now this says a half a teaspoon of sea salt, but I really like salt. So you guys like salt, especially sea salt. So we're just gonna half cup or half teaspoon. We're gonna go with the salt. Salt. I love salt. Salt is good. Can never. So. That's right. Some days I do prefer the sugar, but some days I prefer the salt. Tonight I'm preferring salt. So we're and this is sea salt, so this is the healthier salt. But we're gonna go with. I love salt. Okay, so it's in there. Now we have baking soda and baking powder. Eh. I really don't know what the purpose of those things are, so I'm not even gonna leave them in there. I'm just gonna leave them out because baking soda, baking powder, what are they? You don't eat them, you know. So I'm not gonna put them in now. Okay, so next we're going to go with the chocolate chips, but I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling like cheese tonight. I really like cheese, you know? So I feel like putting cheese in them. So a little bit of cheese. Hey, they're cubes, just like, you know, chocolate chips are kind of cubey. So, and we will add the chocolate chips. Now, I don't even think these have to be measured because you can, well, it says two cups, but chocolate chips. You just dump them in. I don't dump them all in because I like to eat some out of the bag. So we'll just dump some in. And there we go. All right. So then it says mix that all together. Hmm. That is looking tasty. The good news is I've baked some of these and for you guys tonight, does anybody want the cookies tonight? Well, Okay, so anyways, well, I probably should have paid more attention to the don't change any of the ingredients, don't leave any ingredients out, don't alter the ingredients if you want to have the best cookie ever, because I'm not so sure I want that right now, and I'm probably, I'm kind of sure you probably don't want it either, <laughs> amen? <laughs> but anyways... It's so exciting because that's just a silly little demonstration, but, but God has the best life ever for you and I. Like, seriously, it's so good. It can't get any better. For, for you and I, he has the best life planned. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plan that I have for you. It's a plan of good. So you can know, like, you know, Pastor Pam's word God, you know, it's scripture too, but she preached this. All of God's promises are yes and amen. So God has a great plan for your life. And then um, one of these days I'm going to get like really technical and put this on an iPad that I have, but I even used pencil tonight. This is bad. <laughs> okay. But anyways, um, we all know John 10, 10, right? But it says, the end part of that says that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So he came that we would have abundant life. It is his will for us to have the best life ever. Abundant life, more than enough, lavish, excess, bounteous, rich, 
profuse, extravagant, lavish. That is God's will. And see, just like the cookies, you know, she wanted me to have the best cookies ever because she wanted me to enjoy the cookies. But she also wanted other people to, like, want those cookies because we're proud of them, right? Well, see, Jesus said, get rid of my salt lid here. If we go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, I tried to write some of these scriptures out because a lot of times I get kind of nervous and my hands start shaking and I can't even, I'm like, where's Matthew at in the Bible? But uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It says, you are the light of the world. All of God's goodness, all of his love, all it shines from you. So others will see that, man, I want that. I need that. They've got the best life ever. Where's it come from? And then they're drawn like by all that's in you. They're drawn to Jesus inside of you. And if we go to second Corinthians, let me get there first before I tell you what it is. (laughs) Back and forth. Well, I probably should have written these down. Second Corinthians chapter two, verses 14 and 15. But I just want to go back to the, to the being the light of the world. You know, everywhere that we go, we represent Jesus. Our life is a representation of Jesus. And so the goodness of God, the peace of God, the joy, life, love, you know, he's filled us with that. So then it can like flow from us to other people. It's, it's not just about us. It's, there's so many people everywhere that God went. He had compassion on people. He loved him. It was not his will for any person to perish. Right. And so now he says, all my goodness, I'm just putting it in you. So others will know where to go where we are the lighthouse. Right. And then, um, second Corinthians chapter two, Verses 14 and 15 says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now, I heard this said one time like this, and it, it, certain things get my attention. Some things go right over my head, like directions and all that kind of stuff. But, but they said, um, when they were reading the scripture, they said, but, um, that, Oh, well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that in a minute. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But <laughs> now, thanks be to God who always, okay, say always, always. He always leads us in triumph. What does that mean? That means we never fail because of Jesus. And then um, He diffuses, right? Because Jesus is the victor. He defeated death, hell, grave, sickness, all of these things. He's the victor, and now he's given us that victory. And so everywhere we go, we, our sense should be victorious. Our sense should be of Jesus. Our sense should not be defeated, depressed, down, under, right? Because everywhere we go, we're, we're on the path of victory because of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14, that's such an awesome scripture. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. And this is the, this is the way the 
I can't remember if I read this or if I, if, if I saw it or I heard it, but I just know that it, it didn't come from me. So it says, Jesus leads, leads us in a victory parade. Okay. He's at the head of the parade and we get to follow along with him. He defeated every foe. Every single foe has been defeated by the blood of Jesus. And now he is leading this victory parade. And then it says, if we go to first Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So Jesus was victorious. Right. He defeated every foe. And then he says, now I give you victory in every area of your life, in your mind, in your finances, in your body, in your every area. Jesus has given us the victory. It's his plan. Psalm 103 to load us with benefits. Okay, there are benefits to serving the Lord. He wants us to have the best life ever, the best life ever now. Yes, because he loves us, but he loves everyone. He wants everyone to see his goodness. We are his hands and we are his feet. Amen. We have victory in every area of our lives. God has a very, 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 very good life for you right now, for you and I. Now, here's the thing. I made a mess of this because I wanted to do it my way. I like salt, you know, some days I like sugar, but today I liked salt. You know, God has given us a recipe card. Okay. He's given us the recipe to have the best life ever. Amen. And that recipe is right here. It's the word of God. And so I just want to go over four things quickly. I don't know how much time we have. We could, this could be a really short service, or, but I did bake cookies. So bam, and they're not these cookies. <laughs> um, but I want to just give you four important keys for it to have the best life ever. And the first thing that we have to do, okay, you have to read the recipe card. You have to know what the recipe says. You have to know what it calls for, what's in there, right? You have to read the recipe because our feelings get us into trouble, right? We have to know what the word of God says because feelings like this probably did need the brown sugar in there so it could like bake the right texture and it needed it in there so it would be complete, right? And so we can't leave things out. We can't pick and choose. We have to know what the word of God says, and we can't be led by our feelings. We have to be led by the recipe card. We have to go by that. We can't alter it, can't leave things out, can't add to it. Um, Proverbs fourteen twelve says, there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. You know, sometimes it might feel like, well, I feel like that, or I feel like this, but it, unless you clearly know what the word of God says and he's telling you to do it or not do it. You can't do it. You have to know exactly what the word of God says. Um, we have a choice every day. Are we going to act on the word and what the word says? Or are we going to react by our feelings and to our feelings and our emotions? Cause if we choose to do that, then things are going to be like a mess. Amen. Joshua one eight says, which we all know this scripture, but it's just, it's good to hear them. It's just refreshing to hear them. So Joshua 1, 1, 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. 
when we know what the word of God says and we choose to look at the recipe card and follow it step by step, then it says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Amen. That is such an encouraging scripture. It's like, that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be successful, prosperous, to have good things in our life. And he shows us exactly. He doesn't just say, yeah, I want this. And now you're on your own. He, he, he just leads you and he shows you exactly what needs to be done. Um, and then if we read, well, we're going to go on to another scripture in just a minute, but a lot of times people you know, maybe they know God has something good for them, but, but they never really experience all the good things God has for them because they choose to do their own thing, to do it their way. They choose their will over God's will. And, you know, even Jesus, you know, was, was faced with that, but he said, no, not my will, your will be done. Right. And so we have to make that decision every day. Like, God, I choose to just follow the plan and the instruction that you have for me. It is a choice. He doesn't force you to do it. He doesn't force you to, you do this and then this and then this. He lovingly says, this is my best. If you just follow my plan and if you just go after me and do the things I'm asking you, I'll fill your life with good things. I'll take care of you. I'll give, you know, I'll, I'll supply all of your need. He's such a good, loving and gracious God, you know, just just get in his word, you know, <laughs> know, know the recipe. It's so simple. You know, people make it so difficult. It's just so simple. It's right here. Spend time in his word, spend time with him in his presence. He's always talking to us. And that goes to the, to the second thing would be in our lives. We have to have fresh ingredients. Okay. It's fresh manna. Right. We can't go like, well, two years ago, my eggs were a little, little old two years ago. God, you know, God said this. And so I'm going to do this today. Now, now we do like have to do what God tells us to do two years ago. But every day he's talking to us. It, it's an every day. He'll say, go here. Don't go. Pastor Pam is so awesome about like definitely hearing from the Lord and just being obedient like every day, you know, just honestly, like with the. Um, honestly today or, or, or this week they were going to go to Florida, but she felt in her spirit not to go to Florida, you know, well, that, that's, that's fresh. That was a word from the Lord. She heard it and she obeyed. But in a couple years, uh, when we built our first house many, many years ago, like we, we knew that God told us it was time to build a house. Okay. And so we were looking all around. Well, it had been months and months and months. And then we finally found what we thought was a perfect lot. Okay. But every day God's like speaking to us. And if we would have gone off the word, well, God told us six months ago that, you know, to build a house, then we would have picked this lot. And this lot was in a floodplain. Okay. But since we were hearing from the Lord every day and checking, okay, God, what, what do you have? What will you have for us? What do you want us to do? Then he said, that isn't, don't do that. You know what I mean? But if we would have just gone by what he said six months ago, then we would have made a bad decision and it wouldn't have been his fault. Right. Cause he was telling us, but we, we have to every day know what God's telling us. And if we go to Exodus, um,
Exodus 16 says, and Moses said, let no one leave any of this manna. God was providing food, fresh manna for them every day. And he said, don't leave any of this food every day. You get up and then you collect what you need for that day. Every day you wake up, God will show you exactly what you need to do for that day. Right. Every day you wake up. And then it said, not with, not with standing, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Okay, so every day we have to know what the Lord is telling us. We can't say, oh, well, 20 years ago, you know what I mean? You have to know what God is telling you every single day. There's protection in it. There's life in it. So fresh ingredients every day. Amen. The third thing we have to do, and this is this is one of the keys. Definitely. Um, we have to get rid of garbage in our life. Oh, man, I just remembered what I was going to do. Well, actually, I was going to like my nose was running and I was going to accidentally drop my Kleenex in here. So just pretend like my little Kleenex is in here. Then I was going to bury it and say, it's okay. Nobody will know when it's in there. So that was a good illustration. I forgot it. Anyways, you got you all know now. So we have to get rid of garbage in our life. You know, there are trash cans for a reason, right? It's to put the trash in. Our life is not a trash can. So we don't need to fill it up with garbage. Um, yeah. Um, Joshua six, if we go there, so our lives are so valuable, so precious. We don't want to put junk in there. We're, we're like containers of the Holy spirit. You know, we're powerful. We don't want junk and garbage in there. Okay, in Joshua 6, and this is, um, you know, they, the the walls of Jericho had just come down. And in um, chapter 18, you know, they had this victory. And they were, they were told, um, and you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. He was saying, don't take basically the sinful things, right? Don't take those with you. There's things, you know, he says the gold, the bronze, the silver, those things. Yes. But there were certain things God said, don't do, don't take with you. If you do, then you're going to have a curse on you and my hand is going to be removed. Right? So then if we go down to chapter seven, verse 10, it said, so the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your feet? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them for. They have taken some of the accursed things and have, um, actually, oh, well, and, and they have taken some of the accursed things and have, um, born, stolen and deceived. And they gave, and they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children, because they took this stuff that they weren't supposed to have, they allowed things into their life that was not what God had for them. Okay. Then it said, therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. When you allow garbage into your life, sin into your life, The good thing is God will show you exactly, you know, maybe there's no excuses because in his word, if you're in his word, he'll say, "Uh -uh, that's not what I have for you, or this is what I have for you. So you cannot not allow sin into your life because 
then it stops God from being able to protect you and provide and do all these things. So you don't, you're, you don't want to take on things that are not of God. Romans 12, um, two, and this I wrote down, and this is from the voice version. And it says, do not allow this world to mold you into its own image. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a result, you will be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds good, pleasing and complete. Okay. So we really have no excuses to ever like keep holding on to sin because God will show us exactly if we're in his word, we're keeping our mind renewed. We're not looking to the world to what's right or wrong, you know, or to what we can do or can't do. We're looking to what the word of God says. And it says, he'll show us exactly what his good and perfect will is the things that that are okay. And the things that are not okay. Proverbs four twenty three says above all else, what, um, watch. And this is, um, I think this was the amplified version, but above all else, watch over your heart, diligently guard it, diligently guard your heart. Don't allow those things into your heart. It could be unforgiveness. It could be bitterness. It could be anger. Maybe you've been hurt. And so you just, you're, you know, holding on to all that. Well, you know, I'll get them someday. You know what I mean? But you got to let that stuff go because that is not what God would have for you. And that's going to stop him from being able to move in your life. So guard your heart and don't let those things into it. It says, because from a sincere and pure heart come the good and noble things of life. It's kind of like garbage in garbage out. You want to have the, the best life ever. You can't feed on garbage. You can't allow garbage into your life. Good in, good out. It's, it's really so simple. And the last thing, you know, um, on the, on the, on the recipe card, it said, once you've mixed all these ingredients, put it in the oven and you can, and 12 minutes, the perfect cookie is going to come out. Okay. So once we've gotten in the word and we know what God has for us, you can be assured he is faithful. It's in the oven. And now you can just wait until that perfect cookie comes out. Amen. Um, Hebrews 12 or Hebrews 10 says he who promised is faithful. He has promised us an abundant life. Because we are, if, if you go all the way back to the beginning, we're the seed of Abraham. And, and he said, you're going to be blessed. All in you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. That's you and I. Okay. He has an abundant life for us, a good life filled with good things. Um, and then if we go to Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 says, do not abandon your confidence, which will lead to rich rewards. Simply endure for when you have done as God requires of you, you will receive the promise. The things that God has shown you, the things that he's put in you, the things you've heard just because it hasn't happened today. You know, it's not McDonald's drive through, right? Sometimes, and, 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 Sometimes it takes a while, like we've, we have sown bad things in our life for so long. Now I'm not saying God can't do immediately, like turn things around, but sometimes it takes a while to undo what we've done. But it's, if it's in the oven, you can have concrete assurance that God is faithful and the things that he's shown you, it's going to come to pass. Um, just sometimes it takes a little while, but you got to know 
that once you put the cookies in the oven, they're going to turn out. Um, James 1.4 says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may perfect, be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The patient man lacks nothing, right? That is, that's, that is such an awesome scripture because a lot of times we want it right now, we, you know, but there's going to be a lot of things that we have to wait for in life. So, um, also we need to be peaceful in the waiting <laughs> and make sure that our words are, are good. But, but the patient man will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. There is power in patient people. That is for sure. And then I just want to end this tonight. And this is Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13. It says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Good things come to those who wait, who patiently endure. Amen. So God really intends for you to have the best life ever. It comes from getting in the word, knowing what the word of God says every day, hearing his voice, seeking his face. You can't, you know, we love our pastors and I'm so thankful for them because they preach the word, but we can't just depend on what God said, you know, through them on Sunday and expect to have everything that God has for us throughout our lives throughout for every day. We have to know what God is speaking to us every single day, that fresh manna from heaven. We have to guard our heart, not allow sin in, not, and there are, and I don't need to tell you because people know what sin is. You know what I mean? God will show you exactly the things that you need to get rid of, the things you need to change, the things you need to stop, the things you need to start. God will show you. Amen. He's such a good God. And so um, guard your heart. Don't allow evil things to like sit in your heart because they're going to come out of you. Put put the word in. If, if you're trying to stop something, then, you know, sometimes it somebody can pray for you and you can be delivered immediately. Sometimes it takes continually putting the word in, putting the word in, putting the word in until you're so full of the word that all of a sudden there's no place for that addiction or that thing anymore because you're so full of the word. Amen. And then the fourth thing that we have to do, we have to know that God is faithful. God has such awesome things for his children. He loves us. He wants to fill your life with good things. He wants the very best for you. There's lots of benefits to serving him. So, just wait on him. Amen. He's such an awesome God. And yes. <laughs> I'm not good at that part. Stay right there. Hallelujah. As you guys start, let's all bow our heads tonight all across the room. I know Pastor Pam uh, gave an invitation earlier for anyone uh, that needed to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. But um, let's pray tonight with uh, nobody looking around. That's a powerful word. And so I know as Kelly was sharing, uh, the Lord was showing you some things in your life that you need to change to, uh, to allow God to do all he wants to do in your life. 
And uh, I know the Lord was showing me some things. And so um, it's important we stay fresh with the things of God. The days that we're living in right now, we got to stay fresh with what God is doing in our life, with what he's speaking to us every day. We've got to hear what he's saying to be in the right place at the right time, not only to receive his blessings, but for great safety. Not only for you and me, but for the ones that we're responsible for, the ones that he's put us, uh, have influence over in our lives. So all across the room tonight, I'm going to have Kelly pray for you, but... um, I'm not even going to look around, but if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Dan, that's me. I've allowed some things into my not, my life I know are not God's best for me. Tonight, he's showing me some things I need to change. Go a different direction. Eliminate some things. Add some things. If that's you tonight, could you lift your hand up in the air? Just allow God to minister to you. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you tonight. In Jesus' name. Well, Father, I just thank you that our best days are straight ahead. I just thank you, Lord, right now. Not our will, Father, but your will be done, Lord. We just totally submit and surrender our lives to you, Father. I just thank you that you would have your way. You are such a good God, Father, such a loving God. And I just thank you, Lord, that that as your sheep, we hear your voice, Lord. I thank you that you're speaking. I thank you we have the mind of Christ, Lord. We know what to do in all situations at all times as we listen to your voice, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that you have called us to be the light of the world, Father. And so I just thank you that your love, your goodness, your peace, Lord, that it would shine from us, Lord. It would radiate throughout the world, Father God. And I just thank you that people would be drawn to you, Father, by the lives that we live. I just thank you, Lord, that you are exalted in everything that we do, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go out with this powerful confession. Amen. This is the same one that we said uh, Sunday morning. All right, let's all stand up tonight. I'm glad I came to church tonight. How about y'all? Amen. All right, let's say it in faith tonight. Say, I am valuable. I am created in the image of God. I have dominion and I'm God's child. Jesus' blood has paid the price for all of my sin. I've been raised up together. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. Nothing can separate me from God's amazing love. And I have the victory. Victory over sin. Victory over fear victory over death and my future is bright in Jesus name give the Lord one more hand amen God bless you